Good morning, everybody. Won't you stand and join us for worship? Some glad morning when this life is over,
for all all of the amazing things you have done for us Lord and this morning we woke up and you said whom shall I send and Lord we got up and said here am I Lord we headed to church we're so grateful for this Lord we pray that you bless this day and this morning of worship in Jesus' name Amen well This is uh, Banjo Sunday. We certainly don't do this every Sunday. But turn to a friend and say, yeehaw. (laughs) Jeffrey! You can go ahead and have a seat. Welcome to Hopevale. And um, so I'm thinking to myself, is this what was going on when I was gone for three months? I mean, really. Wow. Wow. Learned some lessons there. Seriously, though, great to have you here. Uh, my name is Dan Davis. I'm the senior pastor of Hopevale, and it is so good to gather together and give God our worship. If you're visiting with us today, maybe this is your first Sunday with us. We're sorry about the banjo, but 
Seriously, though, we're glad to have you, and we would love to get to meet you and know more. A couple things uh, on our bulletin that you received coming in. There's a tear-off section, and whether you're a first-timer or you're here and maybe you want someone to want us to pray for you, you can fill that card out, drop it in the offering plate. Also, for our guests, if you want to stop by our Welcome Center in the lobby after the service, we've got a gift from you, gift for you, and we can just, again, make that connection and let you know how you become more involved in our church. So, how many of you were here last Sunday? All right. Unbelievable. Pastor Adam kicked off a series called Sent, talking about how God sends us as the church into the world, and he gave us an assignment. The service ended early, and we were sent out to buy uh, goods for community organizations to make a difference in our region. And it was an amazing experience, unbelievable. Three stores, seven community organizations, hundreds of you involved, thousands of dollars given away and countless lives impacted because of your generosity in our region. Uh, If you've had a chance, or I'd encourage you if you haven't to get on social media, just some incredible pictures, uh, incredible stories of what took place, and uh, we're really excited to hear more from Pastor Adam. So a couple things about that experience. So we, uh, we handed out sheets that looked like this, that said where to do your shopping, uh, who the organization were benefiting, and what to buy, right? So I was up in Bay City last week, so I got my sheet, right? And it said uh, Meyer on Wilder Road in Bay City. Uh, the organization was the Good Samaritan Rescue Mission, one of our ministry partners up there. And then the, the purchase list said paper towels and then men's or women's underwear. So I'm walking through Meyer, and I'm not like the sharpest guy in the world, but I'm thinking, you know, Pastor Dan walking through the women's underwear section <laughs> wouldn't be a good look for me, and certainly not for Hope L. So um, I headed over to the tidy whities for guys, and it kind of all worked out, you know, and... Uh, Seriously, though, a lot of great stories. I want to share something that one of our members passed on to me, because this just gives you a sense of what happened. Pastor Dan, this past Wednesday, I ran into a woman who works at Meijer, and she was in awe about what happened on Sunday. She said the store was buzzing about what Hopel was doing. They went outside. They took pictures of the organizations we were working with. She said people who were shopping in the stores were asking why they were so busy on a Sunday. And they were able to share what was going on, so they were able to witness to others. She said that they had never heard of a church doing something like this. We asked her to please thank the management at Meyer for working with Hopevale, and she said, thank you, Hopevale, for what you did. It was amazing, and we appreciate it. That's you guys, man, right? And really, you know, it's our heart that this is just just one more glimpse of what it means to take the grace, the truth, the love of Jesus into the world. So Adam's going to tell us more about that as we go uh, later on and hear the message and it's part of the Sense series. A couple other things I want you to be aware of uh, next week and looking forward. First, next Sunday night, so this is August 25th, 
next Sunday night, August 25th, 7 p.m., Hopevale Bay City is leading a worship in the park at Winona Park, right downtown by the waterfront, and we're inviting both campuses to be a part of it. It's kind of thing, starts at 7, bring lawn chairs, and we'll worship for about an hour and do a lot of singing here, an encouraging message, and want you to be a, a part of that. We also, from 5 to 7 around there, there's going to be food trucks available. And then before the service, starting around 5.30, we're going to have an open house in our Bay City Ministry Center. So we have a space there right in downtown Bay City Center in Washington where our staff works out of where we do classes, we do Bible studies, we do worship rehearsals, and we just reach out to the community. And if you've never seen that space before, it's a great time to check it out. So I encourage you to mark that on your calendar as summer begins to wind down. Make that part of your summer experience. And then the next evening on Monday the 26th, we are having a meet and mingle for our group life ministries. And as we look to the fall and as new ministries and groups are kicking off, we would love for you to be a part of that, to connect and find out where you might uh, be, you know, again, connected with others at Hopevale through different groups that we're offering. So we're really excited about what we have to offer in the fall. And if this is you, you've been coming to Hopevale for a few months and you've been coming to the services here, hundreds, and you're like, oh, what's my next step? Getting involved in a group. We have groups of all shapes and sizes, affinity groups and so forth. Uh, This could really be your move. So if you want to find out more and meet some people at Hopevale, Monday the 26th, 6 to 8 at Haithco Park in Saginaw. So other things you can check out on our website or our Hopevale Happenings handout just to see what's going on. We're really looking forward to what God has in store for us as we kick things off this fall. Uh, I'm going to ask that our ushers come forward as we take up the offering. And, you know, I was thinking about our scent experience last week. And I was thinking about what a generous church this is. And I was thinking about the ministries that happen all throughout the year, many that you don't even know about. You know, how we really seek to bring the blessing of Jesus right in our own community and around the world. And your giving helps make that happen. So first of all, thank you. And just know that as we give, God uses that really to touch and change lives with the hope of Jesus Christ. So let's pray towards that end as well. Bow your heads with me. God, you are almighty all-powerful, all-knowing, and incredibly worthy of our worship. We love you, we worship you, and we thank you that in your greatness there is pure goodness. There is unconditional love that reaches down and seeks us whether we're seeking you or not. And thank you that our lives here are examples of what you can do to change a life forever. And so it's from that well of appreciation and gratitude that we worship you, Lord, that we thank you that not only you have done great things, but you continue to do great things in our lives, in our homes, in this church, and in this community. And God, we're going to give you all the credit for that. But God, we don't want to settle. We want to still see you at work to push out the boundaries of the kingdom of light and to bring hope to those in despair. Or there's some here might even need a touch of hope. Would you give that through your work 
And God, even now as we turn and give our gifts to you as this offering, first of all, it's a recognition of who you are and your lordship in our lives, that everything we have comes from you. But it's also out of an outpouring of knowing that we are a church that, yes, gathers on Sundays, but is sent out into the world to make a difference for you, Jesus. So use these gifts toward that end, and we will give you our praise in Jesus' name. You can remain seated as we continue in worship. I just wanted to share a little bit last week uh, when Pastor Adam uh, sent us out into the community. There was a verse that he had us all say right before we left, and it was Isaiah 6 3. It was, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And I had this weird thing in my head as soon as we said, holy, 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 what I heard was the word holy. And it struck me to where I literally grabbed my pen and wrote it on the back of my mission sheet that told me to go to Meyer and buy a pack of size four diapers and some sippy cups. But I had holy, H-O-L-Y equals holy. And it was this idea that when we give ourselves wholly to God and what he calls us to do, we become his glory here on earth. We become his hands, his feet, as we answer what he has called us to do. And his glory in the line of cars headed to Meyer or Walmart, his glory in all of us that were a part of it sort of congregating together in the aisles as we picked out our items. His glory as people who weren't even a part of Hope Vale saw what was happening and wanted to be a part of it, saw what was happening and, and wanted to know more. And his glory as we were able to give those items to the groups, the organizations that were going to use them to serve the needs and to fill those needs. And so when we give ourselves wholly to what God calls us, we are his glory here on earth. And I just, I found that so amazing. And so as we continue to sing and worship, I just invite you to let go of some of those things that might be holding you back from really giving yourselves wholly and completely to what God has called you to do.
darkness you give hope you restore every heart that is broken great are you Lord it's your
scripture, holy, 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 that is our praise. That is our worship. That is our adulation for all of the things that you have done in our lives, for all of the great things yet to come. And God, it is your breath in our lungs, and with every breath, let us be your hands, your feet here on earth, all for your glory as we give ourselves wholly to you, God. In your name we pray, amen. You can go ahead and have a seat. Good morning, Hopevale. How are we doing today? So good to be able to worship together this morning. My name is Adam Harbaugh. I'm the Adult Ministries Lead Pastor here at Hopevale. I want to give a special shout out to Hopevale Bay City as well. So glad that we have the opportunity to worship as one church in two locations. And hey, are you guys ready to celebrate Hopevale Scent last week? That was incredible. And thank you. Um, you know, honestly, uh, you know, when you put something together like that, you don't really know if, how people are going to respond. I mean, there were two choices that you had last week. Either, sweet, we get to go to lunch early, or yeah, we are going to embrace this and go do it. And it was incredible to see the way you guys just embraced that opportunity with joy, with passion, with excitement. And there were so many incredible stories that came from that. We don't have time to share them all. And, and God knows so much more about how he's going to just continue to use that, not only in our own lives, but in the community as well. And I want to just um, do highlight one or two stories. And what an incredible reminder it is for us that we, God used us as the answer to somebody else's prayer. That's powerful stuff that God used us through our obedience, our willingness to go and be sent and be used by him. He used us to answer somebody else's prayer. You know, last week I shared the story about the Diaper Alliance, right? And just how uh, the, the, the uh, leader of that organization was kind of at the end of a rope with her supply of diapers and just really struggling and praying with God, what are we going to do next? And the next day we gave her a call and shared with her what our plan was to do. And all of the, all seven organizations we blessed last week we're just so thankful and so appreciative, uh, but maybe the Diaper Alliance even a little bit more than everybody else. And we actually bought for them both in Saginaw and Bay City, and there were just uh, a lot of tears, a lot of appreciation last week. And after second service, uh, me and my family, we had the chance to go to the parking lot at Meyer, where we were blessing the Diaper Alliance. And my wife actually took this picture towards the end of the day. Uh, that is a big Chevy Silverado behind it. Incredible. So not only did we stick around and help them fill 
that Silverado that you can barely see in the background. They pulled up another truck. We filled that to the brim. That truck had a trailer. We filled that to the brim. And then we had to back a van up as well. And we filled that full. And then they were finally able to leave the parking lot. Guys, that is powerful stuff to just the way that we went over and above to bless them in the name of Jesus. It was awesome. One more video, as Pastor Dan alluded to earlier, we used the hashtag HopevilleSent on social media. We sent our, our media team out to capture some Facebook Live videos and things like that. And if you haven't had a chance to get on Facebook or Instagram and follow that hashtag and see some of the stories that, that took place, I would encourage you to do that. But I wanted to share one of those Facebook Live videos this morning. Uh, Amber, our welcome director, was at Walmart on Bay Road and just captured this really great video uh, to highlight a little bit of what took place. So let's look at that. Hey, it's me again. I was just on. But hey, so I am here with Larry and Sue McCoon. They're members of Hopevale. And Sue was just telling me her feelings about all this, and I was like, hey, can I get you on Facebook? So I'm going to have her say it again because it's awesome. This is just the greatest thing ever. How, what a blessing to see all these families. And I heard parents talking to their kids saying, come on, we're going to do this for Jesus. It's awesome. It's cool. Great job, Hope. All emotions are happening here today. All emotions. But it's so good, and God is good. Right? All of the time. All the time. So good, right? I, I, love, I love the way that she captured, you know, what a parent said to their son or daughter, just that we're going to do this for Jesus. That was the purpose that we did it for. But we didn't just do it uh, for Jesus. We did it because of Jesus. You know, we are undeservedly blessed because we have been forgiven through what Jesus did on the cross for us. And so it's the outflow of this blessing that compels us to be a blessing to others. And so Hopevale, thank you, thank you, thank you for the way that you embraced that opportunity to go be the hands and the feet of Jesus in our community. And we're just trusting and praying for ripple effects of that for a long time to come. And again, not just because of that one specific event, because, but because hopefully it sparked something in each and every one of us to realize that that's my purpose, that's my calling as a follower of Jesus to do that on a daily basis, to be available, to be used by God, right, wherever he has you. And so uh, that has really been the foundation of this series of being sent, how we're called to live like a missionary wherever God sends you. And so today we're going to be talking about what it looks like to live on purpose, purpose for God's mission in the coming weeks, we'll talk about uh, what it looks like to be transformed and what it looks like to reconcile ourselves and others with our Father on September 1st. And so um, to recap a little bit of what the ground that we covered before you were sent out last week, we talked about how that if you're a Christian, you don't go to church, you are the church. And missionaries aren't just those who serve overseas, that if you are a Christian, you are a missionary. Missionary, the word itself, means sent one. And when we look at the words of Jesus in John chapter 20, verse 21, he says, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And so as sent ones, we are all missionaries sent on behalf of the Father. And so as sent missionaries, our purpose 
is to help bring God's kingdom to earth just as it is in heaven. It's what Jesus taught us to pray. And we want to take that prayer seriously. See, God's kingdom isn't just something that we look forward to one day out in the future. It's something that we have been sent to bring to earth before Jesus returns. When Jesus walked on earth, he was constantly talking about the kingdom, the kingdom, saying God's kingdom is near. The kingdom was near because the king had come. And when, we, when he returned to the father's side, he handed the mantle to us and he gave us his spirit so that we could keep bringing the kingdom near on earth as it is in heaven. So if you weren't aware, you know, there is a, a real struggle between the kingdom of the world and the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus gave us imagery of that reality by contrasting darkness and his light. Those lyrics actually were just in the song that we just sang about how Jesus is light and it's to be shined into the darkness. John chapter 8, Jesus says this, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And isn't, what, isn't that what we all want? The light of life, to walk in light, to walk in the light of Jesus. But because of sin, darkness is the default. Without light, darkness reigns. But thankfully, Jesus is the light of the world so that we never have to walk in darkness. We never have to walk in darkness. And Jesus, as the light of the world, then says this about his followers in Matthew chapter 5. He says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everybody in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I think that, that word picture really captured what we were able to accomplish last week, that we went out and we let our light shine out in the community, but not to shine a light on ourselves or to pat us on the back at all, but to glorify our Father in heaven. That was the purpose behind why we were sent out. See, darkness is the absence of light. Jesus is the light, and he calls us the light. And so our job is to shine into the dark places in the world, which means that for us to live God's kingdom purposes, we should be boldly going after the dark places in this world with the light of Jesus. And so what is darkness? Darkness is when people's spiritual and physical needs go unmet. Darkness is drug addiction. Darkness is when orphans and widows are not being cared for. Darkness is when humans are trafficked. Darkness is when hatred reigns and mass shootings are the norm. Darkness is when the foreigner and the refugee are treated as subhuman. Darkness is when women and children are physically and sexually abused. Darkness is an attitude of superiority over those with a different skin color. 
Darkness is when those in power use it for their own personal gain rather than to serve the good of others. Darkness is anything that is counter to the very nature of Jesus. And so followers of Jesus, please don't miss how all of those things on that list are sin and darkness issues. And yet too often they can seem to be nothing more than the hot political topics in today's culture. And I think we all know this, but politics are rather polarizing, aren't they? A little bit of tongue in cheek. You can cheek, you can laugh there. Politics are very polarizing. And so let me be clear, right? There's nothing more damaging to your purpose as a sent one of Jesus than to tie yourself to any side of an earthly political system, especially if you do so on the basis of your faith in Jesus. Now, it is heartbreaking to see how some who profess the light of Jesus have allowed their allegiance to a political party to trump their allegiance to the ways of Jesus. And so don't settle for the lie that a political party has Jesus's interests in mind and put yourself at odds with the heart of Jesus himself. The world sees right through that hypocrisy and it does no good for the cause of Christ. Jesus is not a Republican. Jesus is not a Democrat. He's not a liberal or a conservative or a socialist. His ways are so much higher than the ways of earth and he is not deserving of some lowly earthly label. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is the king of his kingdom and it's a kingdom not of this world, right? So if you want to shine the light of Jesus in dark places, we have to align with the heart of Jesus alone. And so I want to challenge and encourage us for the sake of the gospel to represent our king and his kingdom ways over anything or anybody else. Now, being sent is difficult, right? It's hard. Nobody's saying it's easy. It asks us to lay aside our own leanings or preferences or deeply rooted beliefs in things, uh, beliefs about things that might not be aligned with the heart of Jesus, but it's worth it. It's worth it. And it's an incredible blessing to be entrusted with representing the light of Jesus to others. And so from here, I want to look at John chapter 17, verses 14 through 18. It's where Jesus prays for his followers, right? We have been entrusted with this difficult mission. And I think God, Jesus recognized that. And he knew it firsthand. He was sent on his mission from his father. And he knew how difficult it was for him. And as he entrusted the mission to us, He knew how much prayer and encouragement we were going to need along the way. And so Jesus prays for us. And how encouraging is that? That in the midst of the challenges of being sent, I want to look at Jesus' prayer for us. So John 17, verse 14. Jesus said, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them. So through the word that God has given us. The world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. And so my prayer, Jesus's prayer for us is not 
that the Father would take them out of the world, but that you would protect them from the evil one. He goes on, they, followers of Christ, are not of the world even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. That's powerful stuff. I have a question. By a show of hands, who in here has heard the phrase in the world but not of the world? Who has heard that? Every, okay. Um, you know, as I was thinking back, I mean, probably, you know, my experience growing, growing up in church uh, a few decades ago, uh, that was like, I feel like that was pounded into us all the time, like in the world, not of the world, in the world, not of the world. But here's the problem. As I read that passage, the statement in the world, not of the world is really misleading. And I think it's caused an unfortunate uh, response from the church to have them remove themselves from the influence that the church has called to be. And here's how and here's why. So in the world, not of the world, is this fear-based approach. It's fear-based. It's like, yeah, oh man, it, it's really terrible that I'm in the world and I've got to be really, really cautious that I don't become of the world. And so we've kind of adopted this idea that I have to separate myself from the world. When you read this passage, that is not at all Jesus's prayer for the body of Christ. We cannot be fear-driven when it comes to what Jesus prayed for us. Because here's the reality. We don't have to worry about the world influencing us because darkness does not overcome light, does it? Darkness does not overcome light. Only light overcomes darkness. God has entrusted us with this imagery of being light in the world, light in dark places. So we don't have to be afraid that the world is going to influence us. And so when I hear that, that statement, in the world, not of the world, I've got a picture uh, of kind of what comes to mind for me. And I don't think it's a very good picture right? Our attitude and approach as believers cannot be to put on these isolation chamber suits and say, well, if I've got to step out into the world, I better really be protected and really be separate and different and a little weird from the world, right? That is not, that's fear driven, okay? That is not the position that we are called to take as believers. And so here's a better framework, for what Jesus prayed about his church. It's this, it's that we are not of the world. Yes, that's true. Jesus repeated it twice in his prayer. We are not of the world, but we are sent into it. We are sent into it. And as light, we don't have to worry about the darkness overcoming us. We are the light that overcomes the darkness. We are not of any earthly system, political system included, but sent into the darkness to shine the light of Jesus. Now, here's how literally Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul, an early and prominent follower of Jesus, took this calling. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 through 23, this is what Paul says. It's Paul's use of his freedom as a sent one of Jesus. Listen to what he says. Paul writes, Though I am free and belong to no one, 
I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but I'm under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak, to win the weak. And then get this, let's look at this together. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means, I might save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. I love that. What an incredible approach to being a sent one for Jesus. Paul recognized that he was not of this world, but he was sent into it to influence it, for the sake of the gospel, because it's worth it. See, Paul didn't sit on the sidelines afraid that the world might influence him. Paul didn't sit on the sidelines and hope that the world would come to Jesus. Paul knew that as a follower of Jesus, he was free from any earthly label. He wasn't a part of any system of the world, but as a sent one, he stormed into the world to point as many people as possible to Jesus. That is incredible. That is the kind of people that you and I as the church are called to be. And so my hope and my prayer is that we would be bold enough to live like that. So at Hopevale, we really do, as a church, want to equip and mobilize you to make a kingdom difference around you, wherever God has placed you. So Hopevale sent last week was really an appetizer for what God is calling us to. There are deeper and deeper places of relational engagement that God has in mind for each and every one of us. So again, last week was incredible, and I know that many of you asked, are we, gonna, we should do this every month, or are we going to do this every year? And I would say, hey, as good as last week was, that really was just a taste of what God has called us to, not to just do collectively as a church on a monthly or annual basis, but personally as the church throughout the week, wherever God has placed us. And so As church leaders, we are never going to prescribe what those activities look like for you. We're not going to prescribe it because we don't want to short circuit your own creativity for how God wants to use you right where you are. So my prayer is that the experience from last week will spark you to take more and more initiative on being sent right where God has placed you. And so as you do that, if you're a part of uh, group life at Hopevale, and Pastor Dan talked about this a little bit earlier, and I want to go a little bit deeper to explain a little bit of what that is and how it's something that we encourage everybody in this church to be a part of, because it, it allows you to be a part of a group where you can belong and grow and, and learn what it looks like to be sent into the world together. And so group life at Hopevale involves uh, five different group types. We have community groups so that you can just go relationally deep with other believers. 
We have study groups so that you can dive into different topics or, or, Bible, or books of the Bible and go deeper in, in your knowledge of God's word and how to live that out on a daily basis. We have serving groups that get outside the walls of the church, things, uh, groups like the Can Do Crew that just want to put their resources and talents to use for the good of the community and the glory of God. We have interest groups. This is really a growing area right now uh, that can cover a lot of different things. So whether your interest is in backpacking with other people with that shared interest, all the way to veterans support groups, whatever it is, we have a place to connect with you. We also have support groups so that if you're going through a challenging season in your life, maybe a divorce or grief over the loss of a loved one, we want to surround you with other people who are going through similar experiences so that you can encourage one another, come alongside one another, and, and to be able to, to grow uh, beyond the season that you're in right now. And here's the beautiful thing about this model is that it, our, our prayer is that it would connect with each and every person at Hopevale or outside the walls at Hopevale because we want to be a church that has a place for anybody and everybody to find their place, to grow in their faith and to put the hands and feet of Jesus to use in our community as sent ones. And so if you're a part of any one of those five group life, group types at Hopevale, uh, Christmas outreach offering funds are available to you to access to mobilize your group to share the light of Jesus in dark places. And so the encouragement is that you, together with your group, would consider the opportunities that God has put right in front of you. I'd encourage you to pray together about the causes that he's burdened you and your group for, and that you would engage them together. You don't need us to do that for you. The, the nudge and the encouragement is that you would consider where and how God has placed you and how he's gifted you to reach those needs and those causes on behalf of Christ right where you are. And so uh, if you or your group uh, either have an opportunity in mind or maybe you're looking for an opportunity of what that can look like, I would encourage you to go to our website. Uh, under our missions tab, there is a page called local missions that you can go to. And this page has really been built out uh, to help mobilize you as, uh, as Hopevale Church to those ends out in the community. So there's um, uh, guidelines on accessing those Christmas outreach offering funds as a group. There's also a tab called local organizations. It's a non-exhaustive list of a ton of different local organizations that are out in our community that you could consider serving alongside. And hey, guess what? The seven organizations that we blessed last week I actually pulled right from that page as we've built that out over time. So dive into there. Uh, that local organizations page links you to the website of all of those different organizations so that you can learn more about them, their work, what they're doing, and then how you can get involved directly with them. And again, as a church, we want to equip and mobilize you to go and do that. And those Christmas outreach offering funds are available for you to access so that we can make a really big splash for the kingdom right here in our own community. So here we go, Hopevale. You, the church, are sent by God this week to shine the light of Jesus into the darkness. And so may our spiritual eyes be open to the opportunities 
that he will put in our paths and may we follow him in obedience to accomplish his will and his mission in the world. And remember, because of Jesus in you, you are not of this world, but you are sent into it to make a kingdom difference. See, the church is not designed to just gather on Sundays and go home. The church is designed to engage in God's mission as a movement of people sprinkled throughout society to make a kingdom difference. And so as the church, let's live on purpose as God's missional movement to go into the world and invite people to know and follow Jesus in word and in action. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for who you are and the way that you have entrusted to us uh, this imagery of being the light of the world to shine your light into dark places. God, it is a huge, high calling. And Lord, we want to be faithful as your church to be obedient to that to engage the needs and the opportunities that you have placed in front of us, God, and to do it as a a response to your goodness, your grace, your forgiveness, your love that we have experienced in our own lives. So God, this morning, I pray that you would continue to align our hearts with your son, Jesus, and everything that he is and everything that he's about. And that God, as your representatives, people would see you in us through everything that we say, through everything that we do. So God, would you open our spiritual eyes together uh, to just have it on our radar where there is darkness around us and that we would shine your light into those dark places. For the glory of your name and for a little glimpse of your kingdom to be experienced here on this earth. God, we we love you and we want to lay down our lives before you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. We were uh, in the back room watching uh, Adam's sermon and um, (laughs) Rachel goes, Adam Harbaugh for president. And she goes, I'll volunteer to be his campaign manager. It's <laughs> pretty cute. We're going to do a little something different right now. Usually at the end, we stand and we sing, and it's your opportunity to respond. But we're still going to have an opportunity to respond. But I'd like for you to just sit in your seats right where you are. We're going to sing this song. We're going to sing it over you. And I would like to ask you to just pray. If you'd like to pray the words that are being sung, pray these words. But if you feel it in your heart that God may be giving you a person uh, in your life, a relationship, a neighbor, a friend, a coworker, family member, whoever it is that uh, you feel like God is placing before you, um, ask God uh, to help you be a blessing in that way and to help them somehow, some way, experience the light and the love of God in your, through your life. Let's be called higher today. Let's be called to more. I could just say
stand together. Hopefully, Jesus has called us higher. He has called us deeper. And let's follow his leading in obedience every day of our life. And so this week you are sent out with that mission, with that purpose on mind, in mind. And we hope that you come back next week. We're going to get really practical about what this can look like in our daily walk. So God bless you as you go. And we hope to see you next week.